0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Slow Your Role. I am Dominic Lorenzano, alongside writer for the Yakiway Report, Jesse Caulfield, as always. The Yakiway Report writer, the Bruins have started. Yes, they have. So, like, you got, exciting. You, you got, you got work again. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, like outside the garden? Yeah, oh, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, too. the
0: colder work. I mean, does the magazine not talk about the Bruins really at all?
1: No, not because it's called Yaki Way.
0: No, I, I didn't know if they covered the Bruins. No, no, no. I didn't know. Hey, but hey, if you're going to go to the Winter Classic at Fenway this year,
1: <laughs> uh, there will be a Yaki Way report for that. we
0: uh, okay. will be outside of Fenway for that. There you so, go. There you go. Yeah, now you know in advance. All right. So anyway, we got plenty on the slate today. The baseball playoffs is just madness. I mean, listen, yeah. baseball, anybody can win at any time, but it doesn't usually go down quite like this. This was wild.
1: No. No, this is kind of reminding me of a little bit of uh, the unpredictability of hockey playoffs.
0: It kind of feels like that.
1: Yeah. uh, Generally, I mean, baseball generally goes the way of like kind of football does the better team usually wins, and that's how it is in every sport in the playoffs. But like the yeah, unpre- not always hockey. The unpredictability
0: factor seems to be at an all time high. It feels like for baseball this year. Yeah, it's weird. It's I I don't know if I've ever really seen anything like that. Usually, same, usually at least the the young upstart team. There's one of them who makes the championship series, and then sometimes takes down Goliath. But like Goliath makes it to the championship series usually. Yeah, and like. Nah, I mean, there's there's at least one. The Astros are there. The Astros, by the skin of their fucking teeth, too, by the way. I don't care that they swept Seattle. All those games could have gone either way. It was funny. Um, So we got that to talk about. Weird day in the NFL. There were some big upsets. Some teams that, like, you know, this is why I said I'd make a lot of bets this week. This is around the time that Vegas starts to readjust their lines on teams that they were wrong on to start the year. And uh, there's some teams right now that we thought would be really good, but uh, they don't look very good right now. <laughs> no. No. And Green Bay lost to both New York teams back to back, and I don't mean the Bills.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, we, we, you know if you know anything about football, we know what
0: you meant. <laughs> I but know. Buffalo is its own place. It is. So we got that to talk about. I'm gonna talk a little bit college football just because Tennessee took down Alabama. So maybe I, I, you I can hear about that. You maybe you can chime in because it is a rant that I did a while well, ago I mean, on mean,
1: Here's what I did follow. Mm -hmm. I followed the journey of the goalpost after the game. I followed that.
0: (laughs) Next way to the river. (laughs) That that is hilarious. All right. And we'll have all that to talk about and more today on this episode of Slow Your Roll. But with that, Jesse, I'm going to take it over to you to get us started. Let's go.
1: Damn, I was going to record this, but you know what? Maybe one day I'll learn something that if I'm going to record my opening, put my notes in my phone. Yeah. But... Whatever, mm-hmm. it's not even going to be that long. But I'll get right to it then. I think we owe <coughs> Pete Carroll an apology. Now, I'm not saying we owe we have to take back everything we said, but just looking at the start of this season, Russell Wilson on his own, Pete Carroll on his own uh, for the first time since he had Russell Wilson, and um, they're on a similar track, but they shouldn't be. Okay. one should suck one should be we pick them to win their division mm-hmm. and yet they both are pretty bad mm-hmm. but one is a lot better than we thought mm-hmm. so if you look at Pete Carroll now he's a defensive coach mm-hmm. but the defense for the Seahawks is horrible mm-hmm. so uh, it's 22nd in passing defense and they are second worst in rush defense yet they have mustered a 500 record. Mm-hmm. If you look at their offense, led by Geno Smith, they're 14th in passing, 11th in rushing. Pretty middle of the road, mm-hmm. but not bad when your quarterback is Geno Smith. Not bad when your running back was uh, an old man in Rashad Penny and mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker now looks good in one game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, their wide receivers are very talented. I wouldn't quite call them elite. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, D.K. Metcalf, I would say, has elite speed. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he's average. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I like Tyler Lockett, but he's whatever. Uh, and then, you know, this is why I really want to, like, give uh, Carroll some credit here. I know, defensive coach, blah, 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 blah. But if you look at Den Denver now, look at their offense. They're 15th in passing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One worse. They're 18th in rushing. Not really Russell Wilson's fault, but like that's still worse. Now, if you look at the culture in Denver, it's not great. A lot of that falls on the coaching staff and stuff like that. Uh, but I've heard Russell Wilson is not a popular man in that locker room. Mm. Uh, I've heard like you know, he's he's trying to be so Denver. Like uh, what's what's that saying like Go Broncos? Go, they have they have a saying there. Oh, I forget what it is Like, now. ride that Bronco or some crap. S- something. And he, like, keeps like saying it at awkward times. Like, they're losing on the sideline. He's like, <coughs> all right, go Bronco. Whatever, whatever the crap they say. I don't know. I'm not from Denver. Um, and they're all just like, bro, shut up. Shut your mouth. Mm. Like, you were, like, he, I've, it seems like he came in there and said, I'm going to fix everything. I'm good enough to fix things. And it's the same old Broncos crap. And they seem to be upset. Mm. The offense doesn't seem to like it from what. I hear. He's not a popular man in that locker room. And it makes me wonder how popular he was in Seattle.
2: Mm.
1: And Geno Smith, I know, was not a popular guy in locker rooms. But the culture in Seattle seems damn good right now. Mm. Uh, and I bet Pete Carroll has a lot to do with that. He loves Gino Smith. That was his guy. Drew Locke came in, and we all thought, it's got to be Drew Locke. And then he's like, no, it's Geno Smith. And... Looks like that was the right choice. Mm. Now, if you look at like how they stacked up, there's still like a lot of questions here because uh, Denver's opponents to this point—I'm not counting uh, the game tonight, mm-hmm. Chargers. I wish we could have seen how Russell Wilson fares against the Chargers and mm. their defense tonight. Because mm-hmm. that—if they—if he's bad tonight, like I—I—I I, I feel very vindicated in saying this. And I still know there's a long year ahead of us, but like I feel like Russell Wilson might have really been in the problem. Mm. In Seattle Now they're Like I said Their record is 11-15-1 Their opponent's record Denver's opponent's record To this point point. Um, and Seattle's is 14-20 and 20.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, That's really It's hard to stack up When I was staring at that But I still feel Seattle has played Slightly better Schedule mm. Now if you look at Like the schedule itself It mostly sucks They beat the Broncos Game 1 They then got Pretty Handled By San Fran game two, Falcons, we're going to talk about the Falcons, but still, like, even if we think they're good, there's questions about how good, Mm -hmm. um, especially with how the NFC is. They had a shootout against the Lions, best offense in uh, the league at the time, they scored 48 points, like, um, I know it's against the worst defense ever, but whatever. And they had a good game against the Saints that they lost. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they won. Uh, they lost by one score, 39-32, and then they just beat the Cardinals 19-9. So, not a good schedule, not good teams, mm-hmm. but if you look at Denver's schedule, lost to the Seahawks, beat the Texans by only seven points. Texans are really bad. <coughs> beat the 49ers by one point, mm. 11-10. Lost to the only zero and three team at the time, the Raiders, who are now only one and four, and then lost to the Colts in overtime. That's really—I think that's worse. Uh, I think it is. Terrible. I think that's worse. So you know, there's still a long season. Like I said, we'll see how this works out for Denver. Like it can't—it's got to—it's gonna get better in Denver. It's mm-hmm. gonna get better, but I don't know. I, I feel like I need to take back some of the bad things I've said about Pete Carroll and his coaching and he doesn't have it anymore. He's got something.
0: Mm-hmm. Whether
1: it's just a culture thing and he's got the guys rah rah and buying in enough because it's early. Um, maybe that's it. But either way,
0: he's he's got something going in Seattle.
1: Okay. And I, I, I kind of... I want to take back some of the bad things I said about him.
0: All right. I, I, I'm not on that train yet. Uh, okay. I think Pete Carroll is at least competent, whereas Nathaniel Hackett is not competent. I yes. think that's really the difference. But I don't think I don't—it doesn't change my mind. Oh. And I think the game has passed Pete Carroll by. I don't think he's an elite coach anymore. I don't think he's even a good coach anymore. But I just think Nathaniel Hackett is a disaster. Oh. I think Hackett is an incompetent That is the biggest problem in coach.
1: Denver? but there was like that headline i don't know exactly what it said but like uh mm-hmm. russell wilson taking over the clown car and whatever yeah uh we know he's talented enough to do that but like i don't know He just seems to be such a douche
0: yeah he's 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 odd
1: and i wonder if you know he was that's why it didn't work out in seattle he was starting to really rub people the wrong way in seattle maybe that's part of his wife coming in and uh was that mean no that wasn't <laughs> me no um uh, his maybe it's because it seemed to really pick up when oh. he got married. Yes, definitely. Maybe that's a lot to do with it. I don't want to blame his wife, because mm-hmm. but you know Russell Wilson's not a. It's not really a leader. Mm. It seems, but Pete Carroll might be. Maybe Daniel Hackett is obviously not. No, <laughs> like and that is the biggest problem in Denver. I don't want to make it seem like I'm <clears throat> blaming Russell Wilson for
0: everything. Okay. but
1: I just feel like. Russell Wilson might have been the toxic uh, girlfriend in uh, Seattle.
0: All right, maybe. We'll see. We'll see in time. Um, I mean, I definitely think he was the toxic one in Seattle just from the standpoint of, like, you you become toxic if you don't want to be there anymore.
1: Okay, sure. So, like,
0: he was toxic at the end. Okay. Um, but Pete Carroll, to me, I, I, I don't change my mind so far on Pete Carroll. The defense is still awful. Uh, the NFC is just... Garbage in general, like it's just garbage up against garbage most yeah. of the time. I feel like anyone can win almost any Sunday because it's just like it's it's mediocrity and garbage. That's it in the NFC right now. Yeah. So, and like I said, the defense is still trash. And it's early as it gets. Later, people figure out what they're doing with Geno. I'm sure it'll get worse and worse. They only scored nineteen against the Cardinals. Um,
1: <laughs> I guess
0: like. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, yeah. He is competent. Okay. Hackett is not competent at all. That's the difference. Well,
1: no. If I'm going to compare them two, (coughs) I mean, I think Hackett is the worst coach in the league. Oh, I think he is. And I, I no, no, I don't. I, I don't think it's even debatable. I think he makes people like Staley
0: and Josh McDaniels. Oh, as much as Tala. I hate I, as much as I hate Brandon Staley, I'd take Brandon Staley over in the Yeah, field. I oh, think I he right makes now. them look pretty good. No, I I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad coaching over there in Denver. All right. I, I think that's it. I don't think we need to go more on the uh yeah. on the opening. We'll go right into the news real quick. Usually we do with scores. Let me talk some other stuff. So, Jack Easterby was just fired as the executive vice president of football operations in Houston. I don't know. I don't know how familiar everybody is with the Jack Easterby stuff, but like, you know, Andre Johnson came out and criticized Easterby. Why does he have so much power? Why a team chaplain and character coach was suddenly thrust into being a executive vice president and in charge of football operations and roster building, I have no idea. He, uh, because he was close the,
1: to Bill at one point. Because he works for Bill. I mean, he
0: looks Weird. Look up pictures of Jack Easterby. Oh, okay. He looks like a monk sometimes. Like, it's We're it's go culty. There? It's very culty over there in Houston. But f- finally, they have fired him. Maybe the Texan clown show is going to get better. Um, but yes, Jack Easterby is finally out after taking over that role yeah. in 2019.
1: Yeah, I remember this guy.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm glad you remember <laughs> Well, I mean, I know he worked for the Patriots.
1: Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember the name. Just, yeah, but he was the chaplain. But I haven't... Uh... Seen
0: a picture of him since he left the Patriots. Yeah, but he was the chaplain. The Q-tip. <laughs> it's monkish, isn't it? It's culty. Sure, it's a little culty. Oh, yeah, it yeah. looks weird when you throw in the fact that he was a chaplain. It's weird. Um, the Titans have just uh, reached a deal with the city of Nashville for their new dome stadium that will be worth two point two billion dollars. Wow, billion dollars. Also, in the other news, you know we don't talk NBA much, but. Draymond Green that video leaked a vicious punch a great right hand that he landed on Jordan Poole that was that was well done Um, textbook textbook right hand but anyway I think the media made a bigger deal out of it than it actually should have been like Kerr's like oh I've seen this like 20 times before in my career Steph Curry
1: Especially when you play with Draymond for years. Uh, Yeah.
0: Steph Curry organized, though, a meeting and a a talk. And, you know, Steph Curry is once again showing his great leadership in the NBA, something that everybody else lacks in the NBA. And I think Warriors are going to get through this. Hey, guys, let's not hit each other. Yeah. (laughs) But I do think the media made a bigger deal out of it than it needed to be. But Curry sat everyone down. Curry organized a team meeting about it and all that kind of stuff with all the parties involved. So. I guarantee Golden State's going to get past it. I think it's going to be just fine.
1: And Draymond doesn't have to play the preseason now because he said he's stepping away from the team.
0: That too. Uh, Alabama. we always happy when Alabama goes down. They went down to the Tennessee... I almost said the Titans. <laughs> the, the Volunteers. <laughs> I was ready for you to say the Titans. I mean, the Volunteers. It was a scene over there in... Yeah. Uh, now I can't think of the name. All I have is Nashville on my head. In Knoxville, oh, it yeah, was a okay. scene in knoxville tennessee barstool was there did you see uh dave portnoy's oh, video uh, did you see dave portnoy's video that that he put up on uh instagram
1: but no i don't think so
0: oh okay it's pretty it's pretty no cool. no I it's pretty didn't cool see one from when the storm in the field and the whole crowd singing you know dixieland uh, i life.
1: did i did see a video of that i just didn't see oh you didn't dave see portnoy portnoy oh okay personally,
0: personally. anyway but anyway, so Bama goes down. We've talked about it. Saban is facing a siege on all sides he has never faced before. We'll get more into that later. So in the NFL, the Bills, that was kind of the marquee game. The Buffalo Bills against the Chiefs. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, they're trying to make it Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Which, like, Allen's got to win a game that matters more before I want to start making comparisons. But I yes. get it. I get it's early stages.
1: I mean, this is that's the definitely the quarterback matchup that we kind of itch to see.
0: yeah. It is. But anyway, the Bills took down the Chiefs 24-20. Philadelphia took down the Cowboys 26-17. The Cooper Rush Magic finally ends. Uh, Minnesota over the Dolphins 24-16. The Jets kind of stomped Green Bay. I mean, in the uh, half. it's a three-possession game. 27-10. It was, it was a crappy first half. It was, but Green Bay's another team that can't do anything in the second half either, so... Jets 27-10 to over the Packers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kenny Pickett. Now, Trubisky, too, because Pickett had to leave uh, in the third quarter with a concussion. So Trubisky came in and did throw one touchdown pass. But Pickett was leading when he was in the game, too. Mm. Pittsburgh beats the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20-18. to That's got to be the shocker of the week.
1: Uh, maybe. Yeah, we'll look at all the scores again.
0: And Indy took down the Jags as well. That wasn't as shocking. In the baseball playoffs, holy crap, it's been wild. So the 100 and win Atlanta Braves out. The 111 win Los Angeles Dodgers what was it 319 run differential during the season out. Did you see that uh, article? No, on the L.A. Times. No. So it was they didn't even lose yet. It was the
1: morning of uh, game four, the deciding mm-hmm. game. Some guy in L.A. released an article. It's like, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. Like, the MLB should just cancel the playoffs and just award the championship to the best team. Because never before have we seen a team just so better, so much better than everyone else in everything. But they're going to lose in the playoffs. It's like, yeah, that's why we have playoffs. Yeah, That's what it's for.
0: What the heck? What a whiner.
1: What an L.A. opinion. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, I can't believe you didn't see that. Is there anything more
0: L.A. than that?
1: Yeah. It's like we should just cancel the playoffs. It's just like point.
0: L.A.'s politics, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers out. The New York Mets, 101 wins themselves. Also done. So, wow. What did the Yankees win? The Yankees ended up winning 99, I think, 98.
1: They're on the, they're on the hook. The Yankees
0: are pushed to the brink today, but because we're all... We have to be so careful. Shane Bieber is not allowed to throw today, so they get to face Savali. So I kind of think the Yankees are going to survive.
1: Maybe they're doing one of those, like, um, who did it with Wade Miley? Was it the Brewers? Might have been. Who they literally had, like, Wade Miley pitch the first inning. Yes. And then
0: change out pitchers.
1: They had a decoy. But that was like a
0: lefty-righty thing, so I guess, like, that, that was part of that. Okay. I I no I truly think they're not going to have Bieber
1: pitch. You mean to tell me if the game is on the line, he's just not available? Yeah,
0: that's what Terry said. Terry, I don't Terry's know. Terry's better
1: than this. I don't know
0: why we can't go with like an opener for like an inning or two, and then go to Bieber, so then he only has to pitch like four instead of I going guess. six or seven. But like your season, uh, we'll get to it later. Whatever. But anyway, that has been it. What you doing, Terry? What are you doing, Terry? That has been it for Rapid Fire News. Yeah. And with that, we will get into the main segment, the Patriots. And there is quarterback controversy in New England. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you my opinions because usually usually this, this show is, uh, you know, slow your roll, but I'm not going to slow my roll here. Now, I'm not saying Bailey Zappi is the answer. I'm not doing that. He's a sixth round pick out of Western Kentucky. It's his second game that he's played. But I will say this, he's the better option than Mac Jones right now. You all wanted to anoint Mac Jones because he went on one win streak in his rookie season against garbage teams. Ever since the Indianapolis game, he's literally like the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. He's awful. And he's been no better this year. He turns the football over way too much and he doesn't see the field. Bailey Zappi out of Western Kentucky is running the offense better than Mac Jones. The offense looks better. He sees the field better than Mac Jones. He's not turning the football over like Mac Jones is. And I have been on this now for like three or four years for why I don't like picking kids from power programs at quarterback. Now, obviously if you're a Trevor Lawrence or you're Deshaun Watson or like you're special enough that like it doesn't matter. But it's not a coincidence that some of the best quarterbacks are not from power programs in college. How much did Mac Jones actually have to do at Alabama? How much did he have to go through progressions? How much did he really need to see the field? Or how much was it always just, my production is perfect and my first read is wide open? Now, Bailey Zappi at Western Kentucky, if you watched him at Western Kentucky, was an elite Pocket passer, manipulated the pocket very well at Western Kentucky, too. This is not a new thing now here, just in New England. And at Western Kentucky, you have to go through the progressions. You have to see the field. The protection's not always perfect. You're going to be working in a muddy pocket. These kids who go to these schools like Alabama, Ohio State, and the Clemsons, they don't live a real football life, and they don't develop all the other stuff that it takes to win in the NFL. They're able to coast on their talent and their team's talent. And that's not the way it works in the NFL. So, and what does Mac bring to the table that overcomes the fact that Bailey Zappi looks better in the offense right now and looks like he's seeing the field better and doesn't turn the football over? We've known what the Pats are for on offense now for like three or four years. If they're going to win games, they have to stay on script and they can't. Be making mistakes and I can't turn the football over. Mac Jones makes too many mistakes and he turns the ball over way too much. Zappy has done a far better job of taking care of the football. Right now to me, Bailey Zappy is the better option at quarterback for the New England Patriots. Jesse, I'll let you answer right now.
1: Uh, I absolutely do not think Bailey Zappy is the better quarterback for this team right now. Okay. Because I mean, you say he doesn't make mistakes. And he hasn't turned the ball over. He hasn't. I mean, I know there was the strip sack, but, like, he didn't see it coming and all that stuff. Like, you know, those aren't, those aren't what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Bad interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad reads. Mm-hmm. In the last two games, have you seen a single pass that had, do you think Mac Jones can't make? Oh, it's not about that. 95% of them are to wide-open receivers. Okay. And a lot of these wide-open receivers are usually having to stop and wait for ball that is thrown behind them. Mm. And then, instead of being hit in stride, and that's costing them actually bigger gains. I noticed that a lot yesterday, especially towards the middle of the field. Receiving's having to stop, wait for the ball, mm-hmm. and then the receiver or the, the defender has time to catch up and get to them. We say he's running the offense better. We're six weeks mm. into Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. You had to think it was going to get better, right? mm and it was, it had to be good, at least somewhat good against the worst defense I have ever seen in my life, mm-hmm. in the Detroit Lions, and the I mean we think on paper, Cleveland's defense should be good. We thought that last year, but it hasn't been. Mm. It's just not. You know, you didn't even have a hundred percent Miles Garrett, mm. uh, and I know that's actually the best game he had since the opener. Mm. He didn't even have a hundred percent Miles Garrett, but like. I don't know. I haven't seen anything from Zappy that I was like, well, Mac Jones can easily do that. I think Mac Jones' problem is he de- he was very frustrated with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, and he was trying to do way too much. Now, you'd hope he would figure it out and rein it in, but like the offense was moving the ball pretty decent in the game against Baltimore oh. where Mac Jones played. Made some bad mistakes, yeah, because he was – trying to force it and do too much i would like him to rein that in but i see no reason why he won't Mm. he's got uh bill belichick there to spank him and bill belichick loves to spank his star players oh boy does he um and it seems matt patricia and joe judge are at least somewhat figuring something out Mm. even like when you looked on the sidelines i said this last week bill is able to looks like he's able to focus on the defense matt patricia and joe judge have been a little more hands-on just themselves, and Bill Belichick's been more hands-off, and it seems to be somewhat working. Mm. Like I said, I, there's not a single throw, a single play, that I was like, why couldn't have Mac Jones done that? The running game has been tremendous the last two weeks. You mean to tell me Mac Jones couldn't have handed off the ball for Ramondre Stevenson's for 160 yards?
0: Oh, it's not that Bailey brings anything to the table that I don't think Mac can do. It's just that Bailey has been... The only thing Bailey does that I think Mac doesn't do well is I think Bailey manipulates the pocket and moves in the pocket better than Mac does. I mean, did you see that throw to, to Thornton? It was later in the game when he avoids on the deep drop, right? And he avoids two rushers from Cleveland as he's oh. manipulating himself back up into the pocket and steps into the throw to Thornton. Sure. That was well done. Yeah. And I think he does move better in the pocket than Mac does. I think he understands yeah. the pocket better than Mac Jones does.
1: Uh, you said that last week, and I, I mean, there's a good reason why mm-hmm. Mac Jones had Alabama blocking in front of him, mm-hmm. and he had Najee Harris in his backfield, and he had Devontae Smith downfield every play. So you know, he didn't really have to. He had, he didn't really have to even bother to make time. Mm-hmm. He had, he didn't need it. Mm-hmm. He just had him open immediately. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, that's something that can be easily taught. And Mac Jones doesn't strike me as a lazy person. No. He was a little chubby, I guess, when he came in, but they said thin up. And he's like, sure. Mm. Like, everyone was very happy with his physique and how he was looking when he came in this offseason. He's not a bum. He's not a I'm not gonna watch film. Like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna half-ass these practices. He's not that guy. Mm. I I see no reason why he can't learn these things. Sure, Bailey Zappi might be able to have better pocket presence and awareness. Um, But like, other than that, which is easily teachable to a man like Mac Jones, what's the problem? Because you're right. I mean, sure, there's been less turnovers. But I, I, I'm I, seeing wide open tight ends, wide open receivers, mm. and a running game that is really good. Yep. Other than an Isaiah Wynn, who got benched. I know he did. <laughs> uh,
0: the offensive line is actually pretty good. It has been. It's been, it's been pretty good, other than win. But, like, Mac Jones, I think, holds on to the ball too long. I think he's been doing that. He's been searching for big plays when they're not there. Um, and, like I said, it's just the turnovers, man. Yeah. This team, they have to play on script. They have to follow direction. They have to. Ju- There's a certain way that Wengland has to play, and Mac Jones isn't playing that way, and Bailey Zappi is. And, therefore, right now, I don't know why you turn it back over to Mac.
1: I mean, I like that you know this—the fact that Bailey. I mean, I'm a Patriots fan. I want everyone on the Patriots to play well. I want Bailey Zappi to play well, no matter what. But like, I'm also liking this because, like, I mean, Mac Jones has got to be sitting there and at least thinking, like, I mean, mm. I gotta, I gotta be better than I've been mm-hmm. because this is, yeah, I mean, no turnover Football. You beat the crap out of two straight teams. I mean, you didn't do much in the first half against the Browns, but. Mm-hmm. You still ended and beat the crap out of him, and they were moving the ball consistently in the second half. Mm. But, like, I think Mac Jones would have done the exact same thing these last two weeks.
0: Okay. I think, I, I don't know if he would have.
1: Why, could, why couldn't he hit a wide-open Hunter Henry in the middle of the field? Because he doesn't see
0: the field well. Does he? He doesn't go through progression very well, I don't think. I don't think he sees the really? field. Really? I, I mean, that's one of the things everyone was complimenting him on last year. He's ahead of
1: these people. Look at him go through his progression.
0: I, He was able to do it last year for a good amount of time. I, yeah, it doesn't think,
1: look like he's doing it right now. I, I think Matt Patricia and Joe Judge <laughs> have been
0: getting in this kid's way. I'm sure they have, but he needs to at least follow direction and follow the the, the offense. No. Nope. I guess. Stop trying to freelance. Stop trying to search for big plays when they're not there. Stop throwing the ball up for no fucking reason. Well, that's the thing. If the script
1: isn't gonna get you anywhere because the script is awful the script they weren't moving the ball at all against miami against um i don't know whoever else you played to this point uh like the first couple weeks Mm -hmm. uh well yeah the steelers the offense was horrible and then the ravens is when it actually kind of started to move Mm -hmm. but like at some point you just got to be like this isn't working i have to try to make a play here
0: but clearly now it is working
1: yeah, it seems Joe Judge and Matt Patricia have figured something out against bad teams. Like, what is, is Mac Jones supposed to come up with these schemes? Like, you're talking to me like Bailey Zappi thought up these schemes on No, some I way. don't.
0: I just think Mac's not following following the rules. I don't think Mac's following the offense. I don't think Mac's but, following the script. Yes,
1: now that Mac can't play, the rules are good. How Why is know, that Mac? How following? do you
0: know? How do you know they weren't fine before? But Mac just didn't believe in what he was being told
1: and was trying to do. You mean lunch. you're gonna watch that offense? The, you're gonna me. You're gonna tell me that that offense on week one, week two, were like Mac Jones'
0: fault. That's why it was so boring. I don't think it was completely Mac's fault, but I think Mac definitely deserves some blame. Listen, he threw some bad picks,
1: <coughs> but like I saw nothing from anybody other than a little bit of the run game
0: mm. that was like that gave me hope. Absolutely. I looked at the. I was like, dude, this sucks. I think maybe you give Mac the opportunity here to get the job back, Mac Jones. But usually, you have a very short leash. Mac Jones usually
1: made his mistakes late, late picks, third, late third quarter, fourth quarter picks. Mm. In the first second half, when it's supposed to be very much on script, nothing happened.
0: What are you talking about the first the first drive of the of the season against Miami? He threw a pick. That wasn't Mac's fault. Oh, my God. Clear,
1: obvious pass interference. One. True. Deflected ball. Mm -hmm. And we all said, like, nice effort there, Devontae Parker. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Still. Which, by the way,
1: Zappi should have thrown a pick in, I think it was the first drive of the game on Sunday. But Devontae Parker actually put in some effort. Yeah, he did. I did see that. So, like, again, like, I've not seen a single play, a single thing that Matt... That Matt... Uh, that Bailey Zappi has done
0: that Mac Jones can't do. I don't think it's about whether I think Mac can't do it. It's just the fact that Mac is not doing it. Listen, Mac will come back either against the
1: Bears or the Jets. He'll have a decent script because uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge have suddenly started th- figuring things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because Kendrick Bourne's allowed to play someone, although mm-hmm. he only played for a couple snaps before he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um when he comes back, he'll look great. He'll look just as good as Bailey Zappy, and everyone will look stupid.
0: All right, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay, we'll see. Because, again, like he's hitting
1: wide-open receivers. Hunter Henry didn't do anything until Bailey Zappy got in there. Mm. Do I think that's Bailey Zappy, or do I think, oh, maybe they finally figured out how
0: to use Hunter Henry? Maybe. We'll see. I Listen, if Max ready to go against the Bears... Maybe you have Mac be the starter to start with. He was questionable. But I think you have a very short leash for Mac Jones right now. Because, to me, as you said, oh, there's nothing Bailey Zappi does that Mac can't do. I don't think there's anything Mac does that Bailey Zappi can't do.
1: I guess. But, like, the Patriots love simple stuff. So, sure. That's why Matt Castle worked. Yeah. That's why Jacoby Brissett worked. Mm. And why Jim, why everyone thought Jimmy G was a god before he did anything. Because mm. the I mean, I know that was a lot of Josh McDaniel's system, but the Patriots and Bill Belichick love that cookie cutter. Any you can put in anybody. They can mm. they can do
0: it. Yeah. But one of them is turning the football over, the other's not.
1: Yes. The
0: schemes are better. And now. one of them is manipulating the pocket better than the other one.
1: The schemes are better now.
0: Alright. Maybe that's all it is. We'll see. Let's go on. Um, In general, what do you think of this Pats team right now? I think they just played two bad
1: defenses. Okay. Now, again, like, I like Damien Harris. I like Ramondre Stevenson. But, like, they are only – running backs are only really allowed to do as much as their uh, front five really, you know, Mm -hmm. permit. Uh, Once they get past that, sure, it is up to them. But, like – Isaiah win was a, a big problem. But mm-hmm. That problem seems to at least be patched. Mm-hmm. We'll see how good that patch job really is against a real team. But, excuse me, sorry. Uh, but, I mean, if the Browns have anything, it's a pass rush, right? Mm-hmm. But they, they stood up well to that. They did. So I, I like this front. I like this front that the Patriots have here.
0: Do we dare say that the Patriots are going to be a good team now? I'm starting to feel a little bit of that. I'm starting to am, too. I mean, do you saw the flashes of Tyquan Thornton yesterday? He definitely adds something to the offense. He do. It makes the wide receiving core deep, though still not special, but it does make it deep, and you need someone to just distribute the ball well enough. Do yeah. we a bunch of bees. Yes. With Thornton being a B, but a B that has the potential to get a big play from nothing. You saw him on that, you know, on the jet sweep. Yeah, have the speed straight on display from Daiquan. He is a great element back to this offense.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and you know, Devonte Parker is developing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. He's actually winning some of those jump balls a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be buying in more. Uh, but also the defense. We had a lot of questions about the defense.
0: Mm-hmm. Looks pretty solid. I mean, they stood up against Nick Chubb and the Cleveland run game pretty well. Yeah. Uh, they will they did shut Kareem, out. Did Kareem Hunt like even do anything at all?
1: Uh, he had like one big run in like kind of garbage time. I remember. Okay. Um, and I think like two receptions, maybe.
0: But no, other than that, like nothing. Yeah, absolutely. They stood nothing. up to the 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 number one running back in the NFL right now. Yes, very very well, and that was the Achilles' heel of this defense last season. Oh, it
1: had me tearing my hair out. And clearly, Bill felt the same because he needed to do something about it and he seemed to have done a pretty good job of that but also like with the loss of like JC Jackson we had a lot of questions about the secondary the secondary is doing pretty
0: good with the Joneses on each side I mean I didn't have a ton of questions about the secondary because I I trust Bill to figure that out Bill loves his corners Bill knows his corners no that's true
1: and we thought it would eventually get fixed I'm just surprised it is working out this well this fast no
0: it it did seem to happen fast
1: Um, And, yeah, I mean, Bill's done this, I feel like, a couple times, but generally there is still a guy there, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like a Darrell Rivas, to clean up what, like, a young Kyle Arrington and a young Devin McCourty Mm -hmm. would do. Um, And then, like, J.C. Jackson uh, eventually developed into that guy. But you normally, like, just have, like, two rookies Mm -hmm. on either side uh, going up against the one and two. Uh, that's that's kind of ballsy, mm. and it's it's working out pretty well, actually.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, it really is. And, and you know, this New England team is starting to look a little bit more like you know those better sort of New England playoff teams, especially the later stages, like near the end when Brady was getting fed up, but like the team was still good. Yeah, we're going to run the football, which is something no one in the NFL does quite as much as they used to. Right, we're going to be a bit more physical than everybody else, in our opponents. We're going to win time of possession. We're going to. Keep the ball away from your offense. We're not going to allow any cheapies over the top. And we're going to force you to try and play the game that we want to play and to play mistake free like yeah. us. Yeah. And that's what it really looks like right now. And New England is molding that and getting that into shape right now. The corners aren't allowing too much big stuff over the top. They're taking care of the football and they're physical and they're running the ball very well right now. So. Do you still hate Bill as a GM? Yeah, You know, I, I, I have to I have to, as of right now I do look wrong right now Ty Claude, I, I even, I'm
1: not even saying you're wrong Because the defense is still Anemic And we still like, oh, ha- we hate his coaching Oh yeah, the, no, the offense so, yeah. Excuse me, the offense is still anemic um, And we hate kind of his coaching decisions <laughs> But like uh,
0: Bill has some idea what he's doing here with I these mean, Cole, Cole Strange has looked Really good Tyquan Thornton adds something to the offense. Mark, uh, Marcus Jones looks decent, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never had a problem with Thornton and Jones. It was just I thought he picked Strange too
1: high. Well, I mean, people were kind of thought they maybe he jumped on Thornton too soon, too. He, I,
0: I mean, I was okay because of like what we need. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And so. I was like, you know what? At least he tried for someone who at least runs a good 40 and like looks and, dynamic.
1: Well, so many receivers went in the first uh, round, too. I know. You almost had to use that second round pick on a receiver.
0: Oh yeah, all those guys were gone before the Pats like even picked.
1: Yeah, kind of. <laughs>
0: yeah. So no, I I got that, but no, I you know I probably need to take some of my heat back on Bill Belichick, the GM, a little bit. We'll see, though. I mean, at the end of the day, I still think this Pats team probably has the same limitations I thought before. It's just he's fixed the defense now to the point where they are actually going to be a mm. decent football team.
1: Also, Judon is back to being a monster, which really kind of solidifies that he probably was not 100% for like those last six and games. There's, and
0: there's multiple teams in the AFC right now who we thought we'd be, would be good, but they're kind of a mess. The Raiders are a mess. The Chargers are still the Chargers. Denver doesn't have a head coach. Indianapolis, uh, I know they won yesterday, but like Matt Ryan, other than that game, has still looked old and over it. So, And Miami yeah. is dealing with... I mean, with health issues now,
1: I kind of think almost the entire AFC North is not as good as we thought. No. The, I mean, mm-hmm. the Ravens have that same problem of just can't do much in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, really other than that last game, i thought the Steelers mm-hmm. have looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the defense has been good, but, um, yeah, the offense has been really bad, uh, Cleveland has been a little, maybe a little bit better than we thought after the Deshaun Watson suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, um, and then the Bengals have been disappointing.
0: Yeah, the O well, line, the O line is still really bad. in Cincy. and this is about the time that I was like, "All right, we should start to be merging. We should start to be getting better." Let's let's the next two three weeks. It's we're gonna know. We're gonna know if if Cincy's fixed it or if it's still a disaster. Right now, it still doesn't look good, and it's graded really, really bad.
1: Mm.
0: So, yeah, no, there's multiple teams in the AFC that we thought would be good, and and uh, they are not. And I don't think there's anyone overly surprising right now, other than the Jets and the Jags, and the Jags have now lost back-to-back games. So, yeah, no, I was I was gonna say like, but I will say this: I don't know if we're gonna be sweeping the Jets again this year.
1: No, <laughs> uh, you know. Here's the thing, though. I'm still not that scared of them. Mm. You know, I think going into New York will probably be the game you lose. Mm. I saw, I could see a, a split. But, uh, I don't know. I think Bill and this defense could oh could really shut down Brees Hall, could really give uh, I, Wilson fits, both could, the Wilsons fits. Listen,
0: Zach Wilson is still only a second-year quarterback who has missed multiple starts. I'm sure Bill Belichick is going to draw some stuff up that is going to confuse that kid. So, like... Could they sweep them? Yes, maybe, but you can't just you can't pencil it in this year because because that team does look competent. So they are well. Right. The next game they have the Bears, and then don't they have the Jets right after that? They're away for the Jets first. Okay, so well,
1: that'll be interesting. Because mm. if they were home first, I'd be like, I I kind of would pick that as a slam dunk win almost, mm. and then maybe the second one if it's away. But I, now I'm a little, I don't know, <coughs> I don't know. Mm. That, that's that's a a big question.
0: It is. Because now I'm going back
1: to, all right, we're going to sweep the Jets.
0: <laughs> uh, you can't pencil it in this year. You can't. No, but I,
1: I'm i leaning still we might sweep them, but it'll be harder than normal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. The other big one, though, is is the problems that Miami is having right now, too.
1: But uh, Tua is said to be back next week. See how long that lasts, but yeah, that, like, they have lost three quarterbacks. I know. That's I don't want to say that's funny because you don't want to wish people injured, but that's that's wild. I know. And uh, like I did let out a chuckle when I saw that they lost another quarterback. I'm like, God damn. Like, I know. Fix your line. Right. Protect your people.
0: Um, I'm trying to think who else they have on the slate coming up. I know, obviously, it's the Bears next. It's Bears. Then the Jets.
1: At New York, home against the Colts, which playing home against the Colts during the regular season is and, a wrestle.
0: And we thought that Colts team was going to be really good. And now we don't think it's very good. So you could pick up a dub there that we didn't really thought that we could have. And
1: then then it's home against Jets. Yeah. So you got away yeah. against Jets, Colts. home. And then it's jets. the
0: Vikings after that, I think. In Minnesota. Which I still don't. You're not winning that. I, I, I don't think so. Prime time. Thursday night. Oh, is it prime time? Oh, my gosh. Are we going to pick up another gift win that we didn't think we'd have because Kirk Cousins in prime time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because at my. that point the only thing
1: you have to care about is Dalvin Cook.
0: You don't even have to cover Jefferson. I'll just throw it over his head. <laughs> oh my gosh. Prime time Kirk Cousins. I think that's finally the prime time he'll get a W still. Does he have astigmatism? I don't know. He probably does. <laughs> you know, bright lights and just like <laughs> I don't know what it is. Anyway though, I think I think we're good on the Pat stock. We're gonna take our first quick break and then we're gonna get us some baseball playoff talk. Stick with us guys. We are back here at Slow Your Roll, switching gears. We're going to talk some playoff baseball, and it has been wild. I mean, the Yankees are pushed to the edge here today against Cleveland. I don't think we're overly shocked about that. We said if someone pulls an upset, we think it's Cleveland. We did not see the Philadelphia Phillies. No, that was the one I said. was a slam dunk. I said that the same. Was, that was the easiest. That was the easiest one as the Phillies... I mean, kind of beat down the Braves a little bit. They really got the offense going. That's baseball. It just happens. Um, 9-1 to in the game on Friday, and then 8-3 to against the Braves on Saturday. I will say this for the Braves. They were missing Ozzie Albies, and Spencer Strider, who made the Friday start, was making his first start back off the DL. So <clears throat> some things at least working against Atlanta's favor. But You haven't had Albies for months. I know, but they thought he'd be back by the playoffs, and then he oh. wasn't. Um And then the big one, the Dodgers, who, what was it? They had won like six, seven straight series against the Padres. They were a plus 62 run differential against the San Diego Padres and a plus 300-something run differential for the season, won game one against San Diego, and then collapsed afterwards, losing the next three, including, what was it? Did they blow a three-run lead in the last game? They allowed the five-run inning by San Diego? Yes. Yeah. They were up by three runs until the bottom of the seventh, where they then allowed five. So that was the big one. Shocker, shocker, shocker. Jesse, what are your thoughts here on the last two series that we've talked about?
1: I mean, now I mean the Braves one is definitely shocking.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is just a, one of those situations of, oh,
1: Phillies are hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people making excuses about how Oh, this is because they took five days off. They're all cold. Like that's not fair, and maybe a little bit. But the second the series goes more than like three games, mm-hmm. like that's that excuse is out the window. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Dodgers won game one. Yankees won game one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Braves won game one.
0: No, the Bra- no Phillies won game one. No, that was the one game the Braves won. Are you sure? I'm. I. Yeah. 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 No, I thought the Phillies opened it up with a win.
1: No. 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 They won. Uh, they should. Oh no! You're right. All right. Okay. No. Yeah. The seven to six game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then they won game two. Yeah. But
1: all right, you came back and won game two. Yeah. Uh. And then, although it was hard fought, mm-hmm. Astros swept. Yeah. So I, I really don't see that excuse holding much weight. No. Other than if you look at the winners, which one of them isn't even decided yet. Mm-hmm. Um. And. Although this is bad for the Dodgers, very bad. It's embarrassing. We said it last week. It doesn't matter what you do in the po- in the pre or the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it matters what happens in the postseason and the head-to-head matchup. We will only remember that the Padres beat the Dodgers in the postseason. We will not remember how it went mm-hmm. in the regular season, and that is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And sure, winning 111 games is embarrassing, but it's not the best record ever. Mm-hmm. So. And this is what the Dodgers do. You're right. It was a little early for it. They're usually in the championship series. But when you stacked up against the team that you embarrassed all year long, you set yourself up for it. Mm. You're literally, you you won 111 games to just embarrass yourself. That's what you did. And I don't care you bring in established winners like Mookie Betts and uh, Freddie Freeman. Mm -hmm. Like, what has Mookie Betts done in the playoffs? Hmm. Nothing. The best playoffs he had was that 2020 championship run with the Dodgers. <laughs> but even then, like, you know you'll get solid <clears> defense. <throat> you'll know he maybe steal some bases if he gets on. But he's not going to get on that much. Mm. He just doesn't in the playoffs. And I love Mookie Betts, but he's not a playoff performer.
0: Cody Bellinger, like. Well, Bellinger sucks. He just fell off a cliff. Some big hits, but, like, I forgot he was on this team. Well, he's been bad now for, like, two straight seasons.
1: Yeah. Oh oh well, yes, he fell off. A- well, even in that twenty twenty season, he had some big playoff hits, but like, didn't do much then either. No, um, Justin Turner, good
0: player. Justin, do you- oh, wait, wait, no, 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 Justin Turner is the one guy who actually does usually do well in the playoffs for them. He does good in the playoffs, but do you ever remember getting like a huge hit? I remember like one. I I, or, like- I can remember a couple. Okay, okay, yeah. I think Justin's, I think if anything, Justin's the soul of the team. I I think they have a clutch catcher, Will Smith. (laughs) I remember him getting some big hits. Uh, The other thing that that, that did really hurt the Dodgers is being without Walker Bueller. Sure. Because after Walker Bueller, the pitching staff, I know they had great numbers, but like, did anyone think Tyler Anderson is an elite starting pitcher? Like, you know what the Dodgers kind of do a little bit? The Dodgers kind of have a little bit of the voodoo magic of the Cardinals sometimes, too. Now, I know some of it is kids that they bring up who are well-regarded, but they seem to always sometimes, like, get great performances out of guys who usually aren't that good. Like, I don't think Tyler Anderson is all that amazing. And yet, you know, we had a something of a 2ERA during the regular season and stuff like that. Well... And, like, Clayton Kershaw is not what he used to be either. So, like, when Walker Buehler went down, the starting rotation really did is not that special.
1: Well, when you're coming up to a ball club that has a payroll that is higher than the GDP of a small country, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have more confidence than if I come up with, say, the Royals mm-hmm. or the Reds. They, they They have a winning culture there. And I think part of that comes from the fact that, well... You're playing the game with several MVPs, Cy Young winners. Mm-hmm. None of which are really proven playoff performers, but whatever. Like you're you're coming up, you know you're going to come up to a ball club that has a chance to win every game regardless of what happens in the first 5 innings. Mm. And as a starting pitcher, that's very calming. Mm. As a guy taking your first at bat, that's kind of calming. Mm. I could strike out 5 times today and we're probably still going to win. Mm. So like that takes a lot of pressure off there's You could also make the argument there's a pressure to perform. Mm. You're amongst these all elite players like do you belong here? Mm-hmm. But like I don't know I don't look at Mookie Betts to look at the players lower than him and say like bro you're not one of us. I don't look at Freddie Freeman as that guy. I don't look at Clayton Kershaw as that guy. Freeman had some big hits for the Braves last year. No I'm just saying Freeman's not that guy to say to look at a player who's not performing as well as everyone else and say like bro you're not one of us. Oh okay. And they have none of those players. Mm. So they have a it seems they have a culture, but they also just uh, none of these players have really to face any diversity during the regular season. So when it comes down down to it in the postseason, they all get punched in the face, and no, everyone looks around for everyone else to hit them back. Mm. I get you, but no, no one's I get a, no one's a puncher. No I get, one's, no one's I, a fighter. I get you. I hear you. I get. I get your point now. Do I'm you also, look at any of these players and look at them as elite
0: playoff performers? I'll no. give
1: you. I'll even give you Justin Turner.
0: Yeah. I look at Turner and I look at Freeman. That's it. I don't look at Kershaw. Trey no. Turner,
1: him too. <clears throat>
0: if your name is Turner,
1: because he and he's the one that had the big hits.
0: He I had know. like three home runs or whatever. Well, actually, no, runs. Trey. I mean, Trey had a pedigree. Trey Trey came up with the big hits for Washington, didn't he? Yeah, but when like
1: that's that's another. That's what I'll give you as he's a playoff performer.
0: But, but not, no no one in their pitching staff. I don't Kershaw. We've always thought is an underperformer yeah, in the playoffs. That's his mo. And the only guy that and he's too young. To have a track record but he did perform well in the playoffs was Walker Buehler and he was mm. on the DL mm. so no I think they were missing certain pieces this is what the Dodgers do it's just surprising to me that it happened like this this early in three straight games yeah I'll give you
1: that but <laughs> I, it was set up to have like that's that's was such a well-written story it was you bullied the Padres all year who then sold their soul to beat you got embarrassed again during the regular season. And then come playoff time where it matters. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, the Dodgers just... Dodger. And, you know, Machado and Soto are guys that you do look at as step-up kind of guys. Sure. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, I mean Machado has been there all year long. <laughs> I know. Um, and Soto we, is well-documented what he did for but Washington. But it's
1: just... You, were, you need someone else. Mm-hmm. Cronenworth had a couple hits. Uh, Bell had a home run. Yeah. I know it was against, like, the Mets. But, like, you still had to get by the Mets, too. Mm-hmm. Like... We're talking a lot about the Dodgers here, but the, the, the Padres have... I mean, they're like the Phillies. They, just, they seem to have got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I expected this more out of the Padres.
0: Oh, yeah, because they have, they have more talent than the Phillies. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, now looking ahead to that National League series between the Phillies and the Padres, where are we leaning? Phillies. I thought you were going to lean <laughs> Padres. Oh, I thought I was going to be the weirdo who was about to say I'm going to lean Phillies. I... Is
1: As unexpected as it was I expected the Padres I'm less surprised about the Padres Okay Than I was about the Phillies So clearly I need to stop Just ignoring the Phillies Because mm-hmm. I thought they were going to lose In the wild cut round I knew they were going to lose In the division round Clearly there's something I'm overlooking here Mm-hmm the uh, Phillies are just those guys.
0: They're, the, the, they're those dogs. They got that dog in them. They do, and I'm still worried about their bullpen, but Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler are very good one-two punch that you can throw out. And this offense, this offense is good. I mean, you got Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, JT Riomuto, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, and Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm had very good numbers last year. So, like, this offense goes, like, six deep. Oh, and I here's the thing. I and it's not a it's not an overly home run reliant offense. Schwarber, yes, he does, but like Castellanos is not. Alec Bohm is a contact guy. Alec Boehm hit 280. Um, JT Realmuto, he's not just a home run guy. Bryce Harper does have power, but it's not like he hits 230 usually. I mean, he hit 286 during the season, so it's a multi dimensional offense, and it's a lineup that has a lot of length to it.
1: And here's actually another thing. Their bullpen is obviously their mm-hmm. weakest point, mm-hmm. but it withstood a five-game series against the, the Braves. The Braves. And now maybe if it wins seven, maybe it wouldn't. But now you've got seven games against the Padres. Who have a, you know, Soto and Machado are your big bats, but throughout the lineup, like, I like the Braves lineup better. I like the Dodgers lineup better. Yeah, I like actually a lot of lineups in this playoff better than the Padres. So their their bullpen doesn't concern me that much in this series. Mm. Obviously, it still is. This is still the playoffs, and like a couple big mistakes, and you lose a couple games, it's over. But they're less likely to make mistakes against this lineup. I feel.
0: Yeah, and you know, I don't. I don't think the San Diego starting rotation, while good, I don't think it scares me a lot of names. It is, but like uh, Musgrove is really good, but he's it still doesn't strike the same fear. Clevenger has been okay. Uh but he's not the guy. Uh Yu Darvish in the playoffs has been iffy to say the least. He's done enough. And Blake Snell can be a roller coaster. Although I do like playoff Snell. Generally playoff Snell is a thing. That's true. Playoff Snell has been much But he's
1: better. been he's only been okay really to this point I feel.
0: Yeah. Um you know, it, he would be Useful against at least like the Harpers and some of the lefty bats here in this lineup, but yeah, I don't know I I, kind of think the Phillies stack up pretty good against San Diego in my opinion. Yeah I'm yeah. rooting for San Diego, but I'm thinking Philly. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. I would love to see the. I don't. Race. I'm not rooting for anybody here in this one. I just. I'm going to enjoy. Oh, if the Philly's I'm going to enjoy won. this on this 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 odd matchup that I didn't really think was going to happen.
1: Sure. Sure. I'm, yeah. I'm not sitting here being like, "Oh, please lose Phillies, please." You're like the Dodgers or the or the Yankees to me. No, no, no. I am happy. We are almost to the point where I don't have to care much about the playoffs mm. in terms of winning and losing. Yes, I know. Although I guess that'll just make the uh,
0: the Astros the last
1: the last villain.
0: Yeah. Which Houston <laughs> I think it's funny. Seattle had that horseshoe that they got against Toronto come around and beat them over the head against Houston cuz like those were all go either way games. Yeah. They were all so oh, close. They and they lost one. all three of them. Oh, they had game 1. I and didn't you kind of feel like the series was over when they lost that one? Uh, you know, I hate to always go that far. But if, but if it had been a seven-game series, I would have put it only a five-game series. I was like, oh. Like, it's like the is, heavy favorite. Oh. Like, yeah, that like is, it couldn't have gone down like that.
1: That No, that is a huge punch in the gut. Yeah. And when they did not immediately come back, <laughs> like, when, yeah, when you lost them the next day, like... You felt it was over. I was hoping they would like, you know, first playoff game in twenty something years. Like, yeah. I was hoping they, like, you know, could ride that magic for a game, and they rode it for about seventeen and a half innings. Yes, they did.
0: Um, but they they held on for dear life. You got to give Seattle credit because Although, they did everything they could, but well, uh, it was not meant to be.
1: Even that game, you get to like the fifteenth inning. Mm-hmm. I knew the Astros were going to win. Mm. Like, you look at the at bats mm-hmm. that the. Um, Mariners were taking, mm-hmm. especially when Scarcia got in there. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. I knew it was just a matter of time, for like, some a, a domino will fall for the Astros eventually. There's too many good hitters. Eventually, Bregman or um Altuve mm-hmm. or uh, the other one there. Alvarez. Uh, yeah. Or even Tucker. Eventually, one of them was going to get a hold of something. Mm-hmm. It was Pena, but somebody got a hold of something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was.
0: I never. Pena has no slouch either. Pena's going to win the, the rookie of the year in the American League over Rodriguez. Okay, maybe not. He's probably second to Rodriguez. Because
1: right. here's the thing: that was the one Mariners hitter when he came to the plate. Is like, if you don't hit a home run here, we got to go another like three innings to <laughs> wait for you to get back up again. Yeah. Because like I I I never felt even the Mariners got a couple guys on mm-hmm. even in scoring position, and I'm like, you got no chance.
0: They're no, not, I know they're not scoring. Yeah, I hear you. So that was unfortunate. What are we thinking tonight? You know, what? I want to get—I want to get to the other thing first. God damn it, baseball and everyone. I don't care. You're Cleveland, Ohio. How often are you here? Shane Bieber can go on two days rest. I uh, sure. Do you think you think if they ask Shane, you think Shane Bieber says no? I don't think so. Maybe they asked him and he said no. I don't think so. Uh, I would
1: hope not. But there is, we're in the age of pitchers being whiny little bitches. Mm. And I'm thinking of like Garrett Cole and um, Tyler Glasnow. now. Mm. like my, the main people that come to mind. Shane Bieber has never shown any signs of that, but he's a young pitcher. So I automatically have that suspicion.
0: But, uh, and Terry said, you know, I, they, they flat out asked Terry, and Terry said, no, I, I don't want to do jeopardize him? the career of a, of a young man. Do you believe him? And I was like, you're going to jeopardize the career just because one time he pitches on two days rest? You, you,
1: you tell me there's no chance Terry puts him out there for at least a relief appearance on anything or two?
0: If uh, to me, that's not good enough. To me, he needs to start this game. Or at least go opener and then Shane Bieber. But you're going to go up into an elimination game with the Yankees with Savali? You don't think he's being a goof? Trying to, like,
1: lie? No. He's like, I, no, 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 I got Bieber whenever I need him.
0: Aaron Savali with his 4.92 ERA and 5-6 and six record in the regular season. That, yeah. that is what stands between you <laughs> and the New York Yankees and moving on. Yeah. Like, really? You're almost making... This is what we're doing? No, no, no. This has got to be a prank. <laughs> I'm, picture. Sure, I'm sure Savali has a very short leash and they'll just bullpen it if they need to. Yeah. But still, to me... I If I was doing it, I would go... I, I'd maybe have, like, Stefan start the game and be an opener, and then I'd go, Shane, you're in in the third inning. Give us four or five.
1: Mm. That's like, uh, what was it, 1999? Uh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like Red Sox, and they brought in, like, Pedro. The yeah. In, the injured Pedro,
0: mm-hmm. and he, like, pitched, like, six no-hit innings. Yeah. Or go Morgan to start the game and then go, but, like... Savali. Really? That's that's where we're going? Yeah, he's got a nice smile here. We're going Savali to try and take down the Bronx Bombers. That looks like it could be anyone's dad. So to me, I think I think because we have to be just bubble wrap all the time now in this society, I think we're going to have Houston Yankees in the this championship. Is, this is year. the age
1: of pitches we live
0: in. Ugh, it's ridiculous. They all
1: have arm problems. Oh, yeah, it's because they're all power pitchers. They all have to throw as hard as possible. That's all that matters. Awful. Uh, 99, it's awful. 99 pays the bills. It's awful. 92 doesn't.
0: I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch Houston and the Yankees. I couldn't get the enjoyment of watching New York go home in the first round. You don't want
1: to hear the Yankee fans complain and talk about how they're cheaters?
0: Or the Astros are cheaters for a whole nother like two weeks. I just don't want I don't even want to have to deal with the possibility that New York is going to the World Series, especially for a team sure. that I don't even think is that good. Sure. Yeah. No, absolutely.
1: No, I I mean, as a Red Sox fan, get the Yankees <laughs> out of here as soon as possible. Mm. But I'm just making the point of, like, God, Yankee fans are going to be so annoying in that series, and you know it.
0: <laughs> oh, I know.
1: They're going to be like, oh, <gasps> yo, do you know who Tommy Smokes is? He's that a bar, familiar. barstool guy. Yeah. He's one of those Yankee fans at the barstool office. Mm-hmm. So after, uh, was it Taylor hit the home run last night? hmm And he's doing like the, the Rockabye Baby thing and calling out Cole as he's running the bases. Yeah. Tommy Smokes. And I like Tommy Smokes. <laughs> he goes on Twitter and he goes, next at bat, Taylor gets a fastball right to the temple. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he, like 20 minutes later, he tweeted out, this may have been an overreaction. <laughs> and he kept the tweet up. I'll give him credit for keeping the tweet up and then tweeting, this may have been an overreaction. I went, like uh, I mean, He needs a fastball right to the temple. <laughs> that's so funny Cause like That's so Yankee fans Oh I know It's so modern day Yankee fans I, I I can't believe that you were always like this When they were at like actually winning World
0: Series No I know This just has to be the coping mechanism of not being what they used to be It has to be It definitely has to be Alright I think we're good on this Moving on Listen, Wait what I believe in Terry
1: Okay He's, he's dicking us around Okay He's playing with us Bieber is available. All right. The Beebs will pitch tonight. I don't think he will. He's just not starting.
0: I don't and think I think so. he'll only go like two. I just think Savali is probably only going to go like two or three. And, and Cleveland he's just, just going to lean on his bullpen. Cleveland will win. I, God, I hope so. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> anyway. Dude,
1: th- that Harrison Bader, that, he's a bad man. Oh, yeah. That was a good trade. Damn it.
0: <laughs> anyway, moving on. So I talked about this. I don't know how long ago it was. It was before the seasons even started for like football and stuff. But I talked about. I had a whole rant. It was after Nick Saban got mad and you know had a thing about throwing shade at A and M, saying that that they Jimbo Fisher and him were just buying players and stuff like that. Which I mean, he did say it wasn't illegal anymore because the NIL. But anyway, he was going on and on about the 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 NIL, and I said that Alabama is facing a siege before that it has not faced in a while under Nick Saban, and that the era of Nick Saban dominance is going to start to slip. Now, I thought it'd take two or three years, and maybe it still does, but to me, this Alabama team already doesn't look like Alabama teams of old. They haven't dominated the same way they did before. They had a close scare against Texas and Sark, and Texas doesn't even look that special, and now they just went down to the Tennessee Vols, 59-49. to The Alabama Nick Saban team gave up 52 points to Tennessee, 586 yards of total offense for the Vols, 385 on the ground, uh, through the air, 182 on the ground, 8.1 yards a play for the Tennessee Volunteers. 8.1 yards a play. That doesn't sound like Nick Saban in Alabama. (laughs) Not at all. Uh, Bama also had 17 penalties for 130 yards. Hmm. That doesn't sound like Nick Saban in Alabama, No, but this is how it goes. I've said, yes, Alabama is a great job. They care so much about football, and you have recruits in the state of Alabama, but you can only get about 30 to 40% of your recruiting class in Alabama, whereas in Georgia, you can get 80% of your recruiting class in Georgia. You never even have to leave the state. Florida's the same, Texas is the same, Southern California is the same. So Saban is having to go to South Carolina, Georgia, Texas, all these other places to get all these recruits he's gotten for years. And now these schools will have money that they can throw at these players because of the NIL, and they're getting better coaching. And the SEC is having better coaching than it's ever had before. He has to face Lane Kiffin. Uh, in old Miss. Mike Leach is doing a good job at Mississippi State. Brian Kelly going down to LSU. It's the first year but he has a winning track record and he's at a place that has won national programs uh, national championships the minute they get the right coach. Georgia and Kirby Smart has that thing rolling right now. They look like they have passed Alabama at this point. The era of Nick Saban dominance is slipping and it's starting right now. And again, this isn't saying he's going to finish in the bottom of the SEC. It's not what it's going to be. He'll probably, he might even still win a national championship, one or two or three of them here before he retires. But it's not the same anymore. You can't just book Alabama being in the national championship. You can't book them being undefeated or just one loss. You can't book them winning the SEC anymore. Can't do it. Georgia is already better. Ole Miss is on the come up. The Florida schools have the right coaches, it seems like. Texas is on the way up and all these other places. Lane um, and uh, Lincoln Riley has it humming over there in Southern California with USC already. So we are watching the boring dynasty of college football for a long time that people have bitched about. You know, they're, they're, they're coming. They're at the gate. They're starting to tear it down, and uh, I'm here for it. I am here for it. It's going to make things more interesting, but make no mistake. This wasn't a one-off. This isn't one game. This this is the trend. This is the start. It's happening. Watch. Over the next three or four years, Mm. the dominance is slipping for Nick Saban. Mm. The NIL is changing that. That's why he's been so critical of the NIL for the better part now of, like, the last year. Because he knows. Well.
1: I mean, it's always a good thing when, like... Or I guess it's always a bad thing for sports, even though it was amazing for the NFL when the Patriots were doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that just one team that's just always better than everyone else, it <laughs> turns fans away. Yeah. It's not really... It's not good for sport. Uh, like, you know, having that team to knock down off the pedestal still can be good for a sport. Mm-hmm. But when you reach... So much better for so long. That no one's knocking you off the pedestal. Yeah, it it becomes,
0: what, what are we doing here? Why are we bothering? Oh, and the college football ratings, especially for the playoff ones, were showing that. Yeah, yeah. Like, the college football ratings were going down like, in the last couple of years, until recently.
1: That, that I wouldn't su- surprise me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, heck, I don't like the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it was the year the Raptors won. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for the Golden State Warriors
0: really yeah why because it'd be bad for the NBA mm. oh them again great oh okay that's what you <laughs> yeah I mean yeah the NBA is so unlikable <laughs> but yeah. yeah I know you don't have a lot to add to that but I just want everyone to know it's happening it's well, here 52 points to the Tennessee volunteers who haven't been a good program in a while I do have something to add mm-hmm. Tennessee put up a GoFundMe
1: for new goalposts did they yeah that's like funny. you can't afford new goalposts.
0: Oh, I know, right? What the heck?
1: But there's a video. Of, I don't know exactly who it was, but he's a he. He works for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Pretty important guy, smoking a cigar in a box after the game. Video is uh, of the. It's from the box, and it's mm-hmm. the the goalpost being paraded around the field. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the guy. He goes, "How much is that going to cost?" He goes, "Oh, it doesn't matter. We do this every year." <laughs> but you need to go fund
0: me. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> That's, that's how it is, though, in the South, man. Football is life. Yeah, but, like, apparently we need people to pay for it, and we need to pay for our goalposts. Uh, that is
1: crazy. I'm sick of these colleges pretending they don't have
0: all the money in the world. Yeah, that's true. That is crazy. But anyway, with that, I'm going to turn it back over to you, Jesse. Hey, thanks. We're going to revisit the other thing. Are you ready for the video? You should re- sure. you should videotape
1: sure. this one. Yeah, I don't have a whole bunch of things on my iPad about this, so I will.
0: It's a good day if you're a New York Giants fan, but Jesse's going to rain on your parade again a little bit here. There's not too much I can add from my
1: first one, but it's just kind of like a little of that vindication, you know what I mean? Like I told you. We call this we're calling this the Dable Dilemma. Yeah. Which is a good name for it. Like good for you Giants fans. I'm sure this feels great. Winning games? It's been a while, hasn't it? I don't even remember last time. I didn't look that up. I don't care. Hmm. But, like, do you think you're going anywhere right now? Do you do you think so? I mean, with a terrible NFC, you might go somewhere. You might stumble into maybe even a playoff win. But only one. Come on. And, like, you did beat... I mean, I think the Ravens are a good team, and they're coached well. We like the Harbaugh's. But, like, the Ravens aren't that good either. So, like, this is good for you. I'm sure you're loving this. But all this is doing Mm -hmm. is giving Danny Dimes a paycheck. Like, he's going to get paid now. And it might be by you. (laughs) So, is that that a winning formula? Maybe, (laughs) like, listen, maybe Brian Dable is the greatest thing we've ever seen. He's the greatest mind of football. And no matter what he has, he's going to win games. Mm -hmm. It's working out. Mm. but you're in a weak, I mean a weak, weak division. I don't care what the records say. Your we- your division sucks. You're in a weak conference, and you've beaten the Titans, the Panthers, the Bears, and, oh, excuse me, you did beat the Packers. What did you lose to? Oh, you lost to the Cowboys. That's the loss there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are any of those teams that good?
0: The Titans certainly weren't when they played them. No, they're getting better. Yeah. But we don't consider that com- them good anyway. And Green Bay just lost to the other New York team, so we got major issues with Hon- Green Bay right now. Honestly, of your schedule, you just played
1: the best team you've played so far, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of questions. Mm. So like enjoy this, but Brian Dable might be ruining it for himself and you. Mm. Because I mean, you're ruining your pick here. Yeah. You're ruining Like you're you're putting too much value on your own players right now. Yeah. Like, uh, Barkley is very talented. Do you really want him as your number one every game? I kind of don't. He's Mm. too many. He's too. He's too injury prone. Yeah. Danny Dimes sucks. Yeah. What is your wide receiver core? Yeah. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. This isn't a winning formula. But if you keep winning with this formula, you got you might be stuck with this. Mm -hmm. So. I mean
0: enjoy it, I guess. I don't I don't know what you want. I know. I don't know what they can do. I, what veteran quarterback is going to be available for them? What do you do? At Jimmy G. If you're G? Brian Dable. Jimmy G next year maybe? I guess. That's all I can think of. Cuz like and I want to give Dable credit. He is amazing. That's oh, he is, go dude. to the air. I mean, their what their situational football is impeccable. They know what to do in situations. Uh they get the ball to the right people. They make sure Saquon Barkley Is involved. They've made sure that the ball is in his hands when it matters. They make sure that he's the spear point of the offense. Like, they are great. They don't call—not a lot of penalties, especially not at big moments in the game. They make sure that Daniel Jones can't screw things up. They give—they make it very easy for Daniel Jones. Yes. This is the play. It's on script. We're going to make sure that we're not asking you to drop back and pass in obvious passing downs where the defense can just pin their ears back, you know? So, an amazing job by Dable, but damn, damn! Moving forward, holy crap! You got five wins now. Your pick's already kind of gone. <laughs> uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, but I what, really don't. What do you do? Jimmy is the only thing I can think of. But even th- like, I know you
1: had that. I think it was even last week. I mean, you've, you've said it a couple times. Of like, we'll have. A, it doesn't matter about your guys as long as you can get there. Then you see what happens. Yeah.
0: But, but I don't think they can get there even with this No, 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 no.
1: It's smoke and mirrors But you're you're winning with such mediocrity yeah. That you might just be stuck with mediocrity Yeah And you never quite really grow into that team That Brian Dable can push over the top Yes Because I feel like he can I feel like he can push anyone to The promised land that is the playoffs Yeah But I mean, maybe I'm wrong Maybe you can push anyone to the Super Bowl and win I, He's 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 just playing every perfect hand right now. I know. Um, So, but this is like, yeah, you're only going to create another problem next year. Mm -hmm. And then if he's still this good, which why wouldn't he be, it's just the same problem. And you're never going to quite, the Patriots were able to do this for 20 straight years Mm -hmm. because A, Bill Belichick has a great eye Mm -hmm. for finding mediocre players that he can coach up mm. And you had a the greatest of all time at quarterback. Mm. But he was allowed to be found. Mm. You're not going to find that in the sixth round anymore. It's just not going to happen. No. So you're never really going to get that guy. No. So you wanna you wanna be like, I guess the Detroit Red Wings in the end? We're like, yeah. oh, we're making the playoffs every year, but like what do we do when we get there because everyone built their teams from the ground up mm-hmm. and is elite? Yeah, and we're not. Yeah. No, that,
0: that's so. how I feel about them, too. The Dable Dilemma. The Dable Dilemma. <sighs> Listen,
1: I'm sure we're going to hoist his name on high like a 18 more times this year. Yeah, I'm sure. So
0: this dilemma is going to... It's going to continue on for a while. Right. Anyway, anyway. You already
1: made a big dilemma out of
0: it. You're 5-1. I know. That's what I said. The pick's already gone. The pick is already gone. It really is. Anyway. So next one before we take our second break, Indianapolis and Jacksonville. So Indy, we talked about, we hyped up ja- the Jags. We said maybe they're going to win this division. I'm still riding with it. I'm, I'm guessing you're kind of off of it. It's a little too soon.
1: I think we, we might
0: have jumped the gun there. Maybe. We'll see. I know they've lost back-to-back games, but they were both in division. In division sometimes is weird. Let me bring this up. Okay, that makes it worse. Uh, sometimes it does. I think Indianapolis played a perfect game. They were 10 of 15 on third down. How often are they going to be that great situationally? They didn't turn the football over a single time. There was no Jonathan Taylor this week, which for one week might actually have been helpful because like the Jags weren't exactly prepared for like, what offense are we preparing for? What are they going to try and do to us today? We don't really know. Mm. Um, Jacksonville still averaged 6.4 yards a play. They only had one turnover themselves. They were pretty good on third down. Um, And Trevor Lawrence played pretty well. I mean, he was efficient. He was 20 of 22, and it was only for 165 yards. But the Colts really did keep the ball away from Jacksonville very well. Travis Etienne had 10 carries for 86 yards. That's 8.6 yards a carry. Uh, Robinson, 12 carries, 54 yards. So Jacksonville played well still to me, at least offensively. The defense clearly did not. But I think the Colts had their back up against the wall. They knew they had to win this game. I think the Colts played about as perfect as they can play. I think they played a pretty much flawless, not a ton of mistakes, perfect game. Uh, I think that's what happened yesterday. And listen, Jacksonville, you still get to... You You have a very easy schedule. This isn't... I didn't pick them to win the division just out of, I think they're the best team right now. It was also like, hey, all these teams aren't that great, and Jacksonville gets a nice, cozy last place schedule. So... Mm. I I still kind of think Jacksonville's winning this division. Maybe Tennessee's starting to figure some things out, but Tannehill is still so mistake-prone that I'm sure he's going to give some games away. I still think the Jags are winning this division. I really do.
1: All right. All right. All right. I, I, I kind of think this is just, like, Indy. Like, I still don't think they're a good team, but they're, like, they're finding it out. Oh, we don't think
0: anyone in the AFC South is. That's <laughs> not what this is about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to... I mean, other than the Bills... And the Chiefs, I don't really call anyone in the AFC a good team either. I mean, I think the Chargers would win this division. Uh, I don't want to call them a good team.
0: I think I hate uh, Staley, but, but, but okay. anyway.
1: So uh, I know what you mean by they played a perfect game. Like mm-hmm. you don't mean that literally. Yeah. But they certainly played a perfect fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and it it makes me think of the the spine and the balls of this team. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, the season's not over if we lose this game but it's pretty dire already. Mm. This is a division opponent. This is they already beat us once. We're now at home. Like we need to we need this magic. And they put up uh I mean a lackluster three quarters and then 15 points in mm. the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. When they needed it the most, last second touchdown to uh somebody. Mm. Some uh, Pierce, I think his name was. Yeah. Uh so I'm I'm taking back a little bit of what I said about Indy. I don't think this is A contender by any means No But like They might be comparable Mm. Especially when Jonathan Taylor is healthy Because you know he can move the ball Maybe Matt Ryan's not totally washed yet Mm. He's not Ben Roethlisberger level yet Mm -hmm. More of a True breeze Mm. In his last season Mm. Um, So as long as he can Be a veteran presence Minimize mistakes Mm. uh, This team could uh, Compete Mm. for that division title still. Mm. Okay. And the Jaguar losing two uh, two division games in a row I know that really th- helps that.
0: It does. It hurts. But they did beat the Colts earlier in the season. Yes. The Jags coming forward now have the Giants at home. Now we just talked about Brian Dable and all that, but like the shoes gotta fall eventually on this team, right? Like they gotta crash at some point, right? Yeah. And you know, I and I don't I think in Jacksonville, I kinda like the Jags. In this game, then they got the Broncos at home, so once again they get to be at home, and we know what a mess they can be. Um, I infinitely like Doug Peterson's chances to outcoach Nathaniel Hackett. They get the Raiders after that, who are also a mess, and they get them at home. And then then they'll get ch- tough. They'll have to be at KC. That's an L. <laughs> That's probably an L. Then they'll be home, but they're facing Baltimore, and then it's at the Lions. So like. There's plenty of wins coming up here for the Jags still. Yeah. That's what I said with this last-place schedule, why I think they could win the division. Well then, so, I mean,
1: I mean, even to go to the very end, like after the Lions, you got the Titans twice in those last f- five weeks, <clears throat> the Jets and the Texans. like
0: Those are all winnable games. Yeah. On the flip side here, the Colts will have to play at Tennessee now, who they don't even match up with Tennessee well at all, and they already lost at home. Then they will have the Commanders at least. Then they're at New England, but a New England team that we think right now is actually a functional and decent football team. Then they hit the Raiders, but they'll have to go to Las Vegas, and they'll have the Eagles and the Steelers. So the Colts' schedule is significantly harder than me than the Jags' one coming up. I out.
1: mean, that's not surprising.
0: So, I know, but this is part of the reason why I still think I still think Jacksonville is winning this division. I really do.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Despite back-to-back ugly losses.
1: They do, the Colts do, I do like their last three weeks for the Colts.
0: Oh, who's the last three weeks?
1: Home against the Chargers, which is definitely going to be the toughest. Away against the Giants, and we'll see by then where the Giants really are.
0: Yeah, I think I think the league is going to start to figure out some of the smoke and mirrors here that, that the Giants are.
1: Too bad you already ruined it. Um, yeah. And then home against the Texans. Okay. So
0: they,
1: it'll come. I think it'll come down to the wire.
0: Yeah, yeah, it probably will. But I don't think we jumped the boat on the Jacks yet. I really don't. Maybe we did, but I think, I think I mean I think Indy played a, a nearly perfect game, especially in the fourth quarter. No mistakes, and like I said, Jacksonville didn't exactly know what to prepare for. Yeah, I mean this is still even if they fall off
1: and it's kind of still typical Jags. This is still one of the better Jags teams I've seen since they made that AFC Championship game. Is mm-hmm. the locker room seems to be very well working together. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence has clearly progressed. The run game is doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense is better than we thought. I mean, Christian Kirk, although it's fallen off a little bit, is working out as a number one for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had some health issues.
0: Yeah. Uh with
1: like Marvin Jones and Zay Jones and stuff like that. So you know, that that that's definitely contributing to the dip mm-hmm. that we've seen from these Jags the past two weeks too. Mm. So I don't think they'll I don't think they'll totally fall off. I just think maybe we were a little a little hasty with crowning them yeah.
0: division winners. Maybe, then. maybe. We'll see. Alright, and with that we're going to take uh, Yeah Wait, did I take a I didn't take a break after the table thing, did I? No, no, you said we're going to do this Yeah, and then that's take what I thought the, You said so, we're going to do this and then take a break Yeah, oh, That's why I confused myself Alright, <laughs> I don't usually mention beforehand Alright, so we're going to take our second break of the show here And our last one before we get into our final topics And our Darwin as Ward as always Stick with us guys
1: are back, and it's time for me. It's hockey season. Oh boy, let's talk some Bruins. Now we're two games in. Not much. There's not much you can take away from two games, even if they were as good as they were. Mm-hmm. So, eleven goals in two games. This team has been uh, anemic with goal scoring. We said it for years. No secondary goal scoring. It's all pasta. It's all Marchand. It's all Bergeron. Eleven goals scored in two games. 10 different goal scores. Mm. That's That is getting me pretty excited For this year actually Now I was not the biggest fan Of the Bruce Cassidy firing You know it's more that boys club stuff If you're going to get rid of Cassidy Why is Sweeney still here Why is Neely still here Boys club But they brought in Montgomery uh, I mean I like Montgomery But like there's, there's not much you can change When we don't like the depth Uh, Mm um and i mean it's just a couple guys at the front but i don't know i don't know what he i don't know what he's brewing up in that room but the defense was scoring goals uh nick felino who i like nick felino i think he had six points last year Mm. that's the guy who scored 30 goals like twice Mm. 30 it's like six points um and he never really made mistakes. He's not turning the puck over. He's not giving up bad goals. He's not like lapsing in defense. But he wasn't doing <coughs> the Nick Felino thing last year. He's a physical guy. Mm-hmm. And that never worked with the Bruce Cassidy system. From the second, every guy they tried to bring in to be muscle never worked in the Bruce Cassidy system. Nick Felino was your star of those two games. Uh, he had two-point night on Saturday, goal and an assist. He has been everywhere. He is using his body better. Uh, It is working with Montgomery. They are a more physical team, and it is obvious. This team also won two games. I know the second game, especially, was against the the Arizona Coyotes, so that always comes with an asterisk. But you don't have Marshawn right now. You don't have McAvoy right now. Two of your best players, your best defenseman by far, and this is not a great defensive team. You lost to Bruss game one, my son. Uh, He might be up for a little while. And then you lost Carlo early game two, but it never looked like they missed a beat. You had to juggle some lines mid-game, never missed a beat. I'm really digging this Montgomery thing. I can't believe Sweeney did the right thing, but he might have. He might have. Well, I mean, you know, Sweeney's done some right things. But in terms of front office, management, coaching, Mm -hmm. Sweeney might have made a smart move. Okay. And I wasn't even the biggest – I didn't even hate on Bruce Cassidy. Mm. But – it's clear he what, didn't really know about the physical game that much. It was all about speed. He would say, like, we need, to, we need to be punks. We need to be physical. But he never could really figure out how to get his guys to do that at the right time, right place, in the right way, and mm. to step up and do it. Now it's happening, and mm. I'm loving it. And look at it go. You're creating scoring chances off the rush. Mm. Incredible. That used to be only Taylor Hall and David, and David Postert can do that. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's doing it. How open is the window? has Tampa
0: did Tampa lose some guys at all the lightning uh,
1: they yeah, they did, but like I mean they're still I think one of the real contenders, but like here's the thing I actually I liked how much the Bruins stacked up very well against the lightning last year. They mm-hmm. were one of the only teams that actually I think won the season series against the lightning mm-hmm. so I'm not that afraid of the lightning they and then they did take a step back. Now you play tonight against the Florida Panthers. Mm. who retooled themselves. Should still be very good. We'll see how this real retool worked. Mm -hmm. But in theory, it should make them better than they were last year. Mm. More ready for the playoffs. More ready to beat the other team in Florida. Mm. So we'll see how this offense that's been working well for two games stacks up against a real opponent. Mm. Because you face Capitals in game one, decent, but they're one of those teams that are, Holding on to that winning team a couple years ago. Pretty old. Not really that great anymore. And then the Arizona Coyotes, who Mm. play in a college rink. Yeah. So, asterisk. But I'm liking the secondary scoring. I'm liking the physical play.
0: It's Mm. working out for Montgomery here. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Nice. Some Bruins. Some hockey talk in there to break it up. To start the year. Once we get Brian back, too, you'll have somebody to jump off with, too, on the hockey stuff. Let's move on to our final two NFL segments before we get to our Darwin. Um, let's talk the NFC South, okay. the Falcons and the Bucks. They are both tied at three and three right now to lead that division. And it has been a bumpy season, to say so, to say the least, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By the way, this is kind of the early, this is the Tommy report, also. Yes. That's why yeah. it's just the Darwin to end here. But Tampa, what do we think right now about the Buccaneers? How worried are you for Tampa? So they just lost to the Steelers, and they have Evans, and they have Godwin. They had 304 yards of total offense, 229 passing, 75 on the ground. That's 4.5 yards per play, and they were 4 for 14 on third down. This is a Steelers team that just got stomped out the week before by Buffalo. Now, Pittsburgh's defense is good. But the Tampa offense does not look special so far through the season. Even now no. that Godwin and Evans have come back, how worried are you for this Tampa team?
1: Oh, I mean, they should. This is definitely cause for concern. You know, say what you want about what a god Tom Brady is, but like, do we not think he's at least a little distracted? Mm-hmm. Come on, their offensive line is uh-huh. in shambles. Mm. Uh, Godwin is now healthy, but do we is he a hundred percent? I don't know. He mm. looked good in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Fournette's fat, still look pretty good, but he's fat. So, like, there, there is, uh, there's almost like some complacency, it feels. Mm. We get Tom Brady. Now, do I expect Tom Brady to be able to coach this team up and they'll be better, especially as, you know, Tom finds another woman? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> it will not be this bad, I think, for the next 10 weeks. Mm.
0: But it is a cause for concern. I'm not talking about, is it this bad? I'm just saying. Do we think right now? Do we think Tampa's the best team in the NFC anymore? Do you think there's a chance that they are not in that championship game in the NFC? No. Mm-hmm. It's hard because you can't think of anybody else in the NFC to take the place. But right now, Tampa does not look that good.
1: They don't right now. But like I said, like this is not. This can't be. I know the real Buccaneers.
0: I think it's worth talking about, though.
1: Oh. It's cause for concern. It could cost them a seating mm-hmm. later in the year. This matters. Every game matters the
0: exact same. So so like You know you, this needs the ship needs to be righted fast. You know what matchup? You know what matchup to me is a is a nightmare for Tampa? By the way, I'm by the way I'm doing this right now, you should be able to guess.
1: The same
0: huh? nah, the Vikings. Why would that like Oh, because you're all like, yeah.
1: My Vikings. My Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, you moved to Minnesota. I forgot.
0: That's the only team I can think of right now as taking the pedestal in the NFC. Who uh, we don't. I mean, well, I mean, the Niners, uh, the 49ers don't count because we, we we thought they'd be elite. I wouldn't even call them elite. Uh, they, they suffered a loss yesterday, but they're fine. Um, Philly. Philly needs to run the ball, I mean, and think, and, they, and they can't do things in the second half. They're a bad matchup. We don't think the Rams are going to remain this bad. I don't know if the Rams are fixable, actually. I really don't. I think they'll at least play better, but I don't know if they're that good anymore. Hmm. I, I actually don't think... I don't know if McVay and them can fix a lot of the issues. Actually, do, do they play... Do the Bucks play the... Uh, yeah, they will at some point. The Eagles. Oh, I don't know if they'll play the Eagles. They do not play the Eagles. Um. But anyway... On the flip side here... You've got an oddly colored schedule. I want to talk about dark horses, too, in the NFC, because we've talked about who can be that dark horse team. I think we should keep our eye on the Atlanta Falcons a little bit. Hmm. Not so much that I think this is a dark horse that's going to get to the NFC Championship, but it's a dark horse that I think could make some noise, that could make a wild card spot. They're a funky offense. They're they, It's very different. It's difficult to prepare for. They run the football very well, and they do have some weapons still. And Marcus Mariota, for the most part, other than I think he had one disastrous game against like Cleveland or something, he usually takes care of the football at least well.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's been for the most part just trying to play clean football.
0: And if we minimize mistakes, I'll tell you right now, they drive Vegas crazy, and <laughs> and they're making betters rich because the Atlanta has been making money for professional betters all season long covering spreads.
1: Mm. I mean you know, I know Patterson Patterson's injured, but like he's he's a a very dynamic weapon. Not your typical mm. uh running back weapon. Mm-hmm. More like I'd consider him like an Austin Eckler. Mm. Yeah. Um so that that really helps. You know, I know they looked pretty bad against the Bucks but like they have one of the best defense in the NFL, first game without Cordero Patterson. Especially a run defense.
0: Yes. Um, it's just a difficult matchup for Atlanta. Yeah, and in the end, like they made it a game. Yes, they did. So, And defensively, I mean, other than the Rams game, they're doing a decent job of holding teams down. One of their only losses is a game they should have won, which is the Saints game to open up the season, and they just oh, let it go at they, the they, end.
1: They, they pulled the Falcons on that one.
0: They did. But they've beaten the Seahawks since, they beat the Browns, and then they beat the Niners on Sunday, so...
1: You know what, I think that loss on opening day was probably what they needed. Maybe. Are we really the Atlanta Falcons again? Yeah.
0: No. No. We're the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> We're confident. Yeah. And they will get the Bengals next week in Cincy. but then they'll get the Panthers. They get the Panthers twice over the next four weeks. They get the Bears and the Commanders, so like... It's oh. The, not did a you, tough did schedule. Did you see that
1: breaking news speaking of the Panthers? What? Robbie Anderson is a Cardinal.
0: Oh yes. Yeah, Robbie Anderson got traded to the Arizona Cardinals. I saw yeah. that. Well he's been a he's been a locker room uh yeah. problem for a while. Maybe
1: even worse than Baker.
0: Yeah, maybe. But anyway.
1: Baker never got kicked off a sideline. But I don't know.
0: I just I think we should keep our eye on the Atlanta Falcons a little bit. They might be able to make some noise here, be a wild card team. That you know, I think every year, what is it like this like four or five new teams that make playoff spots in the NFL? They might Generally. be one of them. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we yeah we were saying like there has to be the NFC is bad and we can only pick to in the start of the season we only could pick the Rams maybe the 49ers depending how long they ride with Lance uh-huh. um you let you pick Minnesota uh and the Bucs. I mean yeah, but
0: I was higher on Minnesota than everybody else
1: sure but like and you know, Green Bay was thrown around but it's just like come on they'll probably be there they're in Green Bay Aaron Rodgers um but we said like there that's only a couple teams there has to be teams that we're just not looking at yet we just can't we just don't know what it is that that'll come out of this that are just slightly better than the crap that yeah. is the nfc yeah and that could be the falcons it could be it could and be it's, i mean
0: yeah And like i said they're they're a bit of a wonky offense to prepare for they're a bit different so
1: yeah and, and i mean good for Mar- marcus Mariota too yeah it's, it's good for good for that guy
0: and um what are the bucks i mean listen that's the other things with these wins and losses and all this it matters what you did the year before, and so the Bucks are going to have to face a very tough schedule. Now they get a lovely get-right spot here against the Panthers next week. It is in Carolina though, and then they'll have the Ravens, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Browns.
1: Honestly, I'd rather play the Panthers next week in Carolina, where they're a huge mess, uh-huh. than and then you get your home game later when they clean it up a little bit. True. I hear ya. That makes sense, but.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's some legitimate concerns here with the Bucks. they got to get the O-line back and healthy. It helps them so much that the NFC is not very good. But as of right now, I know they just lost to Atlanta, so it's, it's weird for me to say this, but I still think San Francisco is the best team in the NFC right now. To me. Really? I do. Mm. I do. Philly can't score in the second half. They're on script only. And Kirk Cousins in prime time. Yeah, it's just, you know. Yeah, that's true. And the Vikings haven't put teams away the way I would hope, and that they should have. In, uh, they've they've played with their food a lot. It seems there's a lot of second half
1: offensive problems. Yeah, there's a lot of like no one can really play off script.
0: Yeah, uh, problems in the NFL this year. There really is. There is a ton. It seems like maybe it's with new systems and stuff. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Sure, it has to be something like that. But for whatever it may be, keep your eye on the Falcons, the Bucks. They got some issues right now, and I don't think they're a lock to make the NFC Championship like we all kind of thought before.
1: I don't know. I don't know how much of this is you know, what Tom said. This, this is an extremely hard year to predict. I know. It really is. Uh, Tom said it like, uh, maybe it was a press conference after the Atlanta game. Ooh. Maybe it was just a different press conference during the week. But Tom's like, right. Everyone's playing like ass. <laughs> Everyone's playing like ass. Kind of.
0: Except Brian Dable and the Giants. Sure. They just play limited, but they don't play like ass. They know what to do in situational football. They're elite once the game is near the end and the money is on the line. Mm.
1: I wonder if Bill wanted a guy like Brian Dable. That's probably. Why, that's why he was had his number.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> probably.
1: But he would love that. Oh, he definitely would love that guy. Come on. I'm sure he would. All right. I'm anyway. hoping it went wrong. Come here.
0: Come here. Coach Mack. Coach Mack. Hey, maybe it will go wrong in a few years when he keeps getting stuck with Daniel Jones.
1: Maybe the and table the, dilemma.
0: And the owner goes, "Yeah, you know he's really good. He got us here, but, but he just can't, he can't get us over the hump. Yeah. Can't get us over the hump. It's got to be the coach. Got to be. It's got to be the coach.
1: Didn't hear about the table dilemma. <laughs> uh, it
0: has it has nothing to do. Has nothing to do with the quarterback we picked. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the coach's fault. Fuck no, it. no, we picked
1: him first round. Yeah, he's no.
0: got to be good. Oh, to, has to be. Fire the coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's all his fault. All right." With that, we're going to get to the last part of this show other than the Darwin Award. All right. The the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Now, they lost to the Giants. Oh, it's London. It's one game. Then you went out and lost to the New York Jets. And you didn't just lose. You lost by 17. You lost 27 to 10 to the New York Jets. This is not a very good football team right now. I know the thing is, oh, they'll fix it later. He's got to get on par with these wide receivers. I said this, and I have got nothing but crap when I said this before the season. The Vikings are winning this division. They're the better football team. Show me where on the roster that the Minnesota Vikings aren't better than Green Bay other than at quarterback. I think they're a better coach team, too. I take O'Connell over Matt LaFleur. I don't think LaFleur is an elite head coach. They can't do anything, by the way, off script. They're abysmal in second halves. They barely score at all. I mean, other than the Pats game, they had, I think it was like three or ten points scored like all year in the second half. They once again didn't score in the second half against the Jets. They can't do anything once it's not on script. Why is Aaron Jones only getting the ball like nine times a game between the Giants game and the Jets game both times? I don't think Unlike Brian Dable with the New York Giants, I don't think they're making sure the best player has the ball in his hands plenty of times. And I don't know. I don't know if it's Lafleur. I think the other thing to consider here is, is this kind of like the end with Mike McCarthy and Rodgers? Is Aaron getting annoyed? Is Aaron getting fed up that his stats aren't that good, that he's getting ripped on a little bit? And is he going to the line and changing plays? Because they clearly don't seem to run the ball as much as they should. Considering you have a anemic wide receiving group and two great running back tandem, two great running backs and a tandem in AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. They don't nearly run the ball enough. Considering that's what they have in the backfield and they have nothing on the perimeter. I don't know if it's Lafleur. I suspect it's Rodgers. I kind of think it's Rodgers freelancing and doing his own thing, which was well-documented that Aaron has done that multiple times, especially with the end of the Mike McCarthy. Do I think the Packers are going to figure some of this out? Yes. Do I think they will probably still be a fringe playoff team? Yes. But this is not a great football team right now. They need to figure it out fast because of what Aaron Rodgers and his personality is, or else... It might get ugly in Green Bay, and it might look a little bit like McCarthy and Rodgers at the end when Aaron is just rolling his eyes and freelancing on almost every single play. So that's what I think right now about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. The other thing to bring up with this team too, Jesse, is like how long can you be this dramatic? (laughs) But I'm serious before it comes crashing down. Like how long can there be so much tension in the building all the time? Where like the front office doesn't seem to want the quarterback, and the quarterback rolls his eyes at them. It's like you know what I mean? Just like team, it's been like three years of like, does Aaron want to be here? Is Aaron gonna be here? Do they want it? You know what I mean? Like at one point, does it come crashing down?
1: Uh, I mean, I get it'll go as long as the front office wants to go
0: with it, as long as they're willing to put up with it. No, but I mean before it like makes you like like it collapses like the team. Uh. I don't know. Just something to think about Gee, I mean... I'm not saying I'm banking on a complete collapse. I'm just saying... It's a possibility. I mean... What what do you define as a complete collapse? Like a seven-win season. Like a losing record. That's, I, mean, I mean, with, that's with not... a back-to-back MVP at quarterback, yes. If you finish seven oh, yeah. and ten, that's kind of a collapse.
1: I guess... Yeah I mean here's one thing actually that the Green Bay does better Than uh, the
0: Vikings What? Defense Green Bay's defense is better I mean they did just give up 27 to the Jets
1: They did but they have the number one Ranked passing defense Their run defense isn't that good mm-hmm. They give up actually the sub- About only 30 more passing yards per game Than rushing yards mm. So that's not good But overall they have actually a pretty good defense Okay. Um, And the Vikings do not
0: I know the Vikings' defense has not been great,
1: uh, so I'll, I'll give them that. Mm. But I, I, I don't know if that's your definition of collapse. Then I mean, you know, maybe next year, okay. seven wins.
2: Because
1: mm. I mean, I, I give Aaron Red Aaron Rodgers some reason to complain. Mm. I think I still think he should keep his mouth shut. Try to keep it in-house as much as possible. Be as mature about it as possible. And he's not good at that.
0: No. But, you know. But if he he, he wanted a new contract at $50 million, how are they supposed to get you weapons? Well, hold on. (laughs) So, he's wanted weapons for years. He's
1: never done it. If you know they're never going to do it, I guess why not just make your money and then go right off into the sunset? Mm. Now, I think he probably should run the ball more if you want to enjoy that money. Mm. Because you're getting hit. And he's getting hit. I know. Um, so, But at the same time, his ego will never allow that to happen.
0: And of the ego, do you think LaFleur's just dumb, or do you think Aaron's changing plays? Because they don't run it enough, considering that's their best quality. I guess. Up until that last game, I don't know what it is now, but Aaron Jones was averaging the most of any starting running back on yards per carry.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, let me let me get these offensive stats. up. Let me see how they're doing, exactly, compared to everybody else. Mm. Uh, I mean, they're. Wish you would give me numbers here. I don't want to count. I and mean, that looks like a top. I mean, they're definitely a top fifteen in running, mm-hmm. averaging about one hundred twenty-two yards on the ground. Yeah. Per game. Um. So, want to hear something funny? Cleveland's averaging one hundred and seventy-two yards on the ground a game.
0: Really. That's incredible. That is incredible. Um, I'm but sure Aaron threw the ball forty-one times yesterday, and AJ Dillon had ten touches. Aaron Jones had nine touches.
1: What do you? What's the? But what the average touch per game.
0: everything for a number one running back, usually I would say in the thirteen. Well, it's, 14, it's, 15 it is lower
1: years. this year. I mean, like the average touches for a team. Oh, because it, because it's
0: a lot of running back by committee this year. Usually, but, I'd say But when you for- don't have great wide receivers, well, and you can't even say that they were down; they were tied. They were tied going into halftime in this game. Yes. And yet Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 41 times and you ran it just 19. How many of that in the second half? It doesn't matter. It
1: does when you, all the points were scored in the second half. Yeah,
0: but the Jets scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. So, like, even during the third, it's not like you were down so much that it should be like. The, at no point in this game were they down so bad Hold on. that all it right. should have been, like, this bad.
1: Uh, it, 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 it. Second, third. Uh, they were down seventeen to three at one point.
0: Yeah, but how late was that?
1: <laughs> third quarter. Okay. Five five forty left in the third quarter, and yeah, that's, you don't have to abandon the run game at that point. But no, I certainly, I certainly expect a lot of passes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then let's see. So the week before, the week before, Aaron threw the ball thirty nine times in the loss to the Giants. And Aaron Jones had 13 carries, and AJ Dillon had six.
1: 19 carries again.
0: It's uh, 40 passing attempts, and you can't make the excuse on that one because they really weren't down in that game until the end. They're consistent though. 40 passes. Yeah, they're very 19 consistent. 19 carries. Very consistent. Let's let's have Aaron throw the ball over twice as much, even though we don't have the wide receiving core and we're a way better running team. I mean, There's something fishy going on here. I'm just saying. Either Matt's an idiot or Aaron's change in place. I mean, as good as their run game is,
1: have you felt they can win with this, their run game? Yeah. Really? Okay,
0: yeah, 100%. Against some teams.
1: Can I have an example?
0: Uh, let's go back. Let's let's look then. I mean, against, against the Pats. Did they run the ball more? Yes, they did. They had 16 carries for Aaron Jones and 17 carries for A.J. Dillon. 35 passing attempts for Aaron Rodgers, and that's in an overtime game. Yeah. Against the Buccaneers, 12 carries for Aaron Jones, 12 carries for A.J. Dillon. So not a ton, but still more. And then the game that they won against the Bears. The Bears. I mean, I think if you have your running back... The Bears game, 18 carries for A.J. Dillon, 15 carries for Aaron Jones. So actually, all the other games that they're winning... They're making sure they're getting the ball and the running backs hands way more. But well, I, but we were ripping on Aaron Rodgers. Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. So when they're winning, they have an even thing of run passing. So when they're losing, they go to the pass more. That's what you're saying.
0: Yeah, except the Giants game you can't make that excuse. They weren't losing until the end of the Giants game, dude. The thing with, I saw it all over Twitter when I was watching that game. Obviously, I was watching the game too, but I was like, yo, you have a lead here in the second half. Why they keep throwing it and throwing it and throwing it?
1: Because Aaron wasn't getting enough attention
0: That's my point. That's my point with what's going on in Green Bay right now in the play calling. Either LaFleur is not as committed to the run game as he should be, and he's dumb, or Aaron Rodgers is changing plays and he wants to throw it more. Because the uh, MVP's not getting his stats. I mean, maybe. But, like, you're going to lose anyway. Pad those stats, bro. Uh, if they had ran the ball more against the Giants, they would have won that game. They yeah. kept the Giants in it by I, not killing the clock enough I and throwing it way too much. I
1: didn't watch that game.
0: I know you didn't. That's fine. I've had a lot of people slept through that game. It's like, oh, there's <laughs> another London game? Damn. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying there's something fishy going on in Green Bay right now.
1: Mm. No, I just think aarons he has got his money now. It's just like, all right, let's pad these stats. We're not winning crap with these players. Maybe. Because, I like, mean, here's the thing if they stuck with the running game and they're winning these games, do
0: you really see them as a true contender? No. No. No, probably not. But, I, man, right now, they're even kind of worse than I thought. Listen, I'm
1: never going to defend Aaron's maturity level, <laughs> but I get it to a certain degree at this point of like, listen, they never were going to give me a weapon. I might as well make my money, and we're never winning this team. I might as well make my money.
0: I mean, yeah, but if you don't make the playoffs because you lost back-to-back games to the Giants and Jets, because you decided to be selfish. That needs more time to spend with his family. Blue blue of Earth. His family. No, Blue of Earth. Just Blue of Earth. What does that mean? That's his girlfriend's name. That's not a name. Yes, go look it up. That's his girlfriend's name. That's her name. Who named their daughter that? Someone who goes on ayahuasca retreats. Doesn't mean that the parents named their kid. Oh, I'm sure the parents didn't, but that's her name now, is Blue of Earth.
1: <laughs> what does that mean?
0: I don't know. It's like <laughs> a meta world piece. Kind of, yeah. All right. With that, we're getting ready to wrap it up. Let's go. All right. Jesse, do you want to do this one? I guess. All right.
1: Uh, I hit the wrong button. There I am.
0: Blue of Earth. <laughs>
1: Speaking of blue,
0: are you ready? Yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of blue for the Darwin, we're still gonna do the drum roll though.
1: Right. Ready? Here. And this week's winner is L.A. Dodgers. <laughs> and I mean, Roberts, coach there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've we've. I mean, that man has been called out like every playoff run for years. Mm-hmm. But like, and I like I said, I don't think this is really the most egregious choke of all time. People are going hard on Twitter against them. And I found it weird kind of defending them. I hate the Dodgers, and I'm glad this happened. Mm -hmm. But it's not the most egregious choke of all time. But let's talk about why it is an egregious choke. Um, We already mentioned it. You bullied the Padres all year long. Mm -hmm. And then you got kind of bullied back when it mattered, when it really mattered, and you blew it. You once again, like every year it seems to almost get a little worse. You have more wins in the regular season than the year before. Mm. More wins in the regular season than the year before. Now you set a franchise record, 111 wins, one playoff win. Uno. (coughs) And now, I mean, could it maybe even be it for the Dodgers? That might have been the last, like, real ride with these $500 million teams or whatever it is. Mm. Trey Turner's a free agent. Justin Turner's a free agent. Mm. I know there's a couple on the pitching staff that are free agents. Um so maybe this was your last chance, LA. And you blew it. Fire Roberts already. Do we have to have this conversation every year? I know. Here's the thing, I don't even think it was that egregious. I don't know what war he could done. I know. They didn't really just show up this year. But maybe they would have showed up if the coach was
0: better. Maybe. So
1: it says Phil's in six. <laughs>
0: hey,
1: we all we both said Phillies. Yeah, we did. Um but I mean, embarrassing. Embarrassing again. How much money have you spent on just every MVP in Cy Young you can get your hands on? And you can't get it done in the playoffs. Bellinger has been an MVP. Mookie Betts.
0: And, like, I'm not a blame the manager guy, but, like, at some point you need a different voice in the building.
1: Sure. Yeah. Because, like, he's only gotten them over the top once. And that was a pandemic season. 60 games. Yeah. Odd playoff structure.
0: Neutral World (laughs) Series. Yeah. But hey, you got that. Yeah. You got the Pandemic World Series. Yeah, but now
1: now you have to go watch. Your little brother, just just down the street, he
0: gets to go play. <laughs> he gets to go play. And he didn't just beat you. He, he slapped you around in a way. I yeah. mean, three straight. I mean, the games weren't blowouts. But three straight. But you found a
1: way to embarrass yourself in close games. Yeah. Blowing leads. I mean, you have a... Hugely dynamic offense. So much money spent on
0: hitting the ball.
1: Yeah, he didn't do much of that, other than Turner, Trey Trey, Trey Turner. Yeah,
0: Trey. So congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers and Dave Roberts. We'll throw that in there because, like, you know, we always say definition of insanity: doing the same thing over and over again. You might need a new voice in that damn building already because you can't get over the hump with this man. So anyway, congratulations to Los Angeles Dodgers this week's Darwin Award winner. Somebody in the window here at the uh, thing, you know, he's a Phillies fan. Mark, the cameraman for a lot of the bevcam stuff, put in uh, in the window and writing, uh, Phillies in six.
1: We don't usually pick games, but we both did say Phillies.
0: Yes, we did pick the Phillies. So we're all riding with Philly here, which means the Padres are going (laughs) to win. That has been it for Slow Your Roll this week. Guys, have a great one. Uh, At Slow Your Roll on Instagram and Twitter for, you know, videos, updates, all that kind of stuff from the show, slowyroll.com, and have a great rest of your week.